You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I am here with my husband, Kyle, to discuss a couple of meets that happened this past week. So We're going to talk Kyle. about the pin relay. <laughs> wow, that was really lame. I was blessed. <laughs> much better. <laughs> what, was, what did you even do? What noise was that? <laughs> it was no different than your pin. No, and he's like the hype man, you know, pin relays. Right, and I was doing the, you know, like on that TV show, Superstore, where Bo's like, Gosh, I didn't think we were going to bring a Superstore reference into this show ever, but here we are. Well, it shows you how excited we are about the pin relays, but also equally excited for the Torin Lawrence Memorial, which was in Athens, Georgia, this mm-hmm. past weekend. I would imagine uh, the people were much happier to be in Pennsylvania than they were in Athens, Georgia, because it is the cesspool of the South. Well, there is Kyle's opinion. I'm saying that for all the Georgia people, the Georgia hating Auburn fans out there, because I've had this discussion on our live streams on Wednesday night on the YouTube channel a lot about the, there's this contingency of Auburn fans that like hate Georgia more than anything else in the world, and it's the in, most interesting thing. Why in the world. is that? They hate Georgia more than Alabama. Not no, they'll never admit that, but there's just like this interesting dynamic that's been going on. So I said that for people like Clint Richardson's benefit, because he always says the cesspool of the South. Wow, y'all are just haters. I, mean, I don't disagree. I'm just you know. I, anyway, I despise Alabama more, just like the Tuscaloosa invite last week. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> so the positives. You want to start off with pin relays? Let's talk about that. Yeah, we can do that. So uh, we got a couple things that we want to talk about with Coach Spry, though. First, about how significant of a meet this was for him. Well, obviously, pin relays are held in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Obviously, at their campus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just so everybody knows, this is the hundred and twenty sixth. Pin Relays Carnival. It's actually called the Pin Relays Carnival. I thought it was called a carnival. Yep. And it's the longest running. Are there clowns and juggling and things Track too? carnival in the U.S. <laughs> so the it's a five-day event because it has high school competitors, college athletes, track clubs, and it's from not only North America, but also abroad. And it had 15,000 competitors this so year. So other than the U.S. Olympic trials, it's probably an, an Olympic you know, event on it is the biggest, the biggest track and field event of the year. I mean, they, when you call it a carnival, you've got to live up to it. I mean, so it's the biggest track and field event of the year that consistently happens every year. How about that? Okay. Because the Olympic trials are not every year. It's and, a really big deal. Right. And it hasn't happened for two years because of COVID. So 2019 was the last time that we had the pin relays. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of perfect that Coach Spry got to have his 30th trip to the pin relays be his final season 30 trips man 30 trips and two of them were his him as an athlete I, that's what i was going to ask if some of that was included because this is his 25th year or 20 23 times with auburn 20, yeah, as with auburn five yeah. times as an assistant coach he went and then two times as a competitor and he won the long jump i believe at mm. the pen relays wow i mean it was really cool they'd made a post on the auburn track and field social media account about how they didn't go into a lot of detail but they just said that they honored him there and that just really tells you something, folks, that if you're not paying attention this last couple of meets with Coach Spry, you're missing a legend. I mean, yep. really, it's kind of now just hitting me that this is coming to an end. And I, I would imagine this was a very special moment for him. Oh, for sure. So, like I said, pin relays, 15,000 competitors. So, obviously, they're going to be spectators. 100,000 of them. 100,000. And that's just for the final three days that we're expected 100,000 spectators. So I think the first two days of where it's mainly high school competition doesn't even 
those spectators don't even count in that hundred thousand. That's just insane to me. That's yeah. that's more than an Auburn football game. Well, I wasn't going to go there. I was just going to say more than some football games, but yes. Well, our stadium holds, what, 88,000? Roughly, 87-something-something-something. Something, 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 okay, but on a Alabama weekend, there's uh, more there's, people. There's more people in there than 88,000, yes. Right. Yeah. So, there you go. Pen relays is a big deal, peeps. It's a real big deal. Let's talk about some big deal highlights. We'll start with the pen relays. We've got Maddie Malone breaking her own school record in the hammer throw with a toss of 69.66 meters, and she got second place for that effort. Asia Jinx placed third overall with a time of 57.77 seconds in the 400-meter hurdles. Kyle Brown placed third in the men's hammer throw with a toss of 68.56 meters. Then Joyce Camelli posted the fourth fastest time in Auburn history in the women's 5,000. Um, she also finished fourth in that race um, with her time of 1558.36. The men's 4 by 100 meter, Jessica. I know so, it's not the 4 by 4 but... But listen, I am so excited that we had relay teams at the pin relay. I was about to say. Like, historically, in the time that you and I have been doing this podcast mm-hmm. together... Right. I mean, granted, part of that was the pandemic, but we didn't have a lot of relay teams. No. Auburn's not known for their relay teams. Auburn is really known for their field events, you know, distance running. But to have relay teams and to have relay teams do really freaking well at the pin relays. Silver medal for the men's 4x100. And they lost to freaking Houston (laughs) by like five one-hundredths of a second. Like it was so minuscule how, you know, I mean, just... Mm-hmm. The fact that they got second, I'm just so excited for them and so happy. Well, it's funny you you actually bring that up about Houston. So there was an article or a graphic made by some media entity out there on social media this week that I saw, and it was listing who has the most championships in each sport. I don't know if you've seen this one circulating around, but if I remember correctly, outdoor track and field, it's Houston. I know. <laughs> Jessica's like, I saw that. What do you got against Houston? Houston's well, a lovely city. The, yes. I've been there. I love it. Yes. I mean, Georgia's a lovely state. You don't like the schools here. So what am I supposed to That's say to fine. that? They're kind of they're redneck. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm um, taking shots at Georgia today. I, I just, I'm just saying, like, yeah, congratulations, Houston. It'd be nice if you let Auburn win one. But I'm just really, really freaking excited that Auburn got silver on that. It's a big deal. And also, the women's 4 by 400 so two relay teams for you to talk yes. about, placed fourth and cut four seconds off their prelim time for a final time of 3 minutes, 35.26 seconds. Great performances there for the Tigers in relays alone. Absolutely. So last two highlights from the pin relays. Ashley Carter placed second in the javelin. Kiera McCarroll placed third. So Kyle almost filled up that podium. Almost. Um, then Lexi Lena Weber placed third in the pole vault. I just want podiums filled with orange and blue. And I mean, our orange and blue. 67% of that podium that's was pretty, orange and blue. Look at you doing that math right there. That's, that's, that's pretty dang easy math. That's impressive. Thing Two thirds. Two things you learn on this podcast. I'm not good at math and I can't speak well. All right. Let's Wait, what talk- do you learn about me? I'm not good at sound effects. Yes, very, very poor sound effects. <laughs> Whatever that was, you did. Five- <laughs> That's enough. Uh, the highlights for the Torin Invitational in Athens, Georgia, the cesspool of the South. Uh, not as many events to talk about here, but we're still going to obviously recognize our athletes that competed there. We got James Corson won the men's pole vault with a vault or jump. We won't debate that. It's again. not a jump. I, I'm just you know I just say it now just to mess with you. With a vault of 5.27 meters, Alex Spiridonidis got a PR in the javelin with a throw of 46.99 meters. 
Janiah Jones got second in the long jump with a PR of 6.18 meters. And Dontavious Hill placed second in the high jump with a new PR of 2.23 meters. So, since we've got two big old meets to talk about here. <laughs> you said old. Big like, old. Well, one is old. I mean, it's one of the oldest events in sports. hashtag truth. And don't they give a the winner a Shh. a thing with naked men on it? A medal. Medal, yeah. It's, and Ben Franklin. There's a pos- podcast pass we've talked about that. Just go, go find it. There you go. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Anyway. Uh, we've combined all of the highlights, or I should say Jessica has compiled all the highlights together. Oh, the highlights. Oh, yes. Not the highlights. Excuse me. All the events together. The results. Into the results. So we're not going to split up and talk about just the pin relays and just the Turin. We will talk about the event, and then we will tell you which where they competed. How about exactly, that? Exactly, yes. Does that work out? Yes. So I'll start so that you're less confused because your face looks confused. I, I'm always confused. This is my natural face. Well... Starting with the women's 100-meter hurdles, Elise Heddens competed in Athens, Georgia, placing 11th with a time of 14.93 seconds. Then for the women's 200 meters, Elise also competed, obviously still at the tour in Lawrence, placed 18th with a time of 26.81 seconds. The women's 400-meter hurdles, we've already talked about our Asia Jinx. Both of our competitors here were in the pin relays. Third overall, 57.77 seconds for Asia. Tyler Colbert, ninth, 59.76 seconds. Joyce Camelli in the pin relays. Fourth overall in the 5,000-meter, 15 minutes, 58.36 seconds. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. For the women's hammer throw, both athletes competed at Penn. Maddie Malone got second for that silver medal with her PR of 69.66 meters. And Danny Gregory placing fourth with a throw of 56.20 meters. So really great th- showing from our throwing ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then for women's javelin, um, Ashley Carter placed second at Penn with a throw of 52.86. Kier McCarroll placing third, 51.08. And Shania Holly placing fifth at Penn with a throw of 47.84 meters. So really great showing at Penn Relays. All in with, the top five. Yeah. Women's throwing events did really well. 
as they always have, and will tend to do most of the time that we've been talking about. That's true. That's but true. To do it on the biggest stage at the Pin Relays is huge, huge accomplishment for them. The women's long jump, we've got three to talk about at the Turin Invitational. We've got Janiah Jones, second overall, 6.18 meters. Essence Thomas, fifth overall, 5.98 meters. And then Elise Hedden, 16th overall, 5.37 meters. Two of our athletes in the top five there as well. The women's pole vault, Lexi Leon Weber, third overall in the Torin Invitational, 3.82 meters. And then Rhiannon Held, fifth overall, 3.67 meters. For the women's shot put, we've got Mara Hewalt placing seventh at Penn with a throw of 16.37 meters. Then at Torin, we had Trinity Love for the women's shot put as well, placing fifth with 11.91 meters, which is actually Trinity's farthest throw this season. So that was awesome for her. Mm-hmm. Um, for women's discus, again, we had two competitors, both at different locations, Mara at Penn, with a fifth-place finish and a throw of 51.34 meters. And Trinity, again, at Torin, with a sixth-place finish and a throw of 41.12 meters. Back over to the pin relays. We've talked about it a little bit already, but it's worth talking about it again. The women's 4x400-meter team, Asia Jinx, Tyler Colbert, Jennifer Dietrich, and Aliyah Francis. Fourth overall, three minutes, 35.26 seconds at the pin relays. Very impressive. And I think this begs... This bears repeating again yes. that A, they shaved off four seconds from their prelim time, mm-hmm. which is significant in a sprint. Right. Also in a relay, that equates to obviously each athlete going one second faster in a 400, which right. is significant. But also if you look back two meets ago when the women's 4 by 400 group competed, they had a time of three minutes, 51 seconds, yep. 16 seconds slower than what they competed at Penn. 16 seconds. That's four seconds slower for each athlete. So I want I want us to play coach here for a second, Jessica. So you talked, you really put emphasis on them shaving that time off the prelim. Yep. And obviously that's going to be usually separated by a day when you do prelims. Right. Or, or Correct. Roughly. Correct. So what changes can you make or coaching can you give to an athlete to pull that off or even as a team like was it something Bro. like somebody just didn't hug the the line as much as they could on a turn Not in a or, or a handoff Work handoffs the- are killer handoffs are major that is why the men's four by 100 got a second place like top five yeah. is because their handoffs were immaculate yeah four oh, by 400 <laughs> <laughs> same thing your handoffs have to be perfect and even more so the shorter the distance the the more perfect that's not the correct term but the more perfect your handoffs have to be right right um the four by 400 though as a coach i don't know i'm not a coach but i would think they would put a lot of emphasis on handoffs a lot of emphasis on hey you're at a big stage you're you're playing with the big dogs here show up yeah i bet bet it's really the handoff is what made the difference here i think probably handoff but i also think you freaking made it to the finals of the 4x400 at Everything the pin relays. Everything you've got, look where you are. Did you ever think you would be here? Because I'll be honest, beginning of this season, I didn't think we were going to have a women's 4x4 team at pin relays. We had They competed one time this season. And to come out and get fourth, I'm sorry, I'm going to quit harping on this, but this is my favorite event ever in track and field. And the fact that they absolutely killed it and got fourth place it just amazes me, and I'm so incredibly excited for them and proud of them and really proud of their hard work. Well, two things related to Coach Spry. I would bet that he probably wanted to see this happen in his yeah. last go-around. So I'm sure he encouraged the, his athletes to consider com- in 
participating in this and putting them in this event. But I also, but also he saw the potential. Exactly. Like that's, did. that's freaking amazing. Yes. And I would imagine there's a part of them as well. There's a little extra energy, a little extra kick, if you will, to do it for him. I'm, I'm sure you're right. Playing into that. All right. So that's all the women's events. We're going to switch over to our men's side of the field. Now we'll start with the men's 100 meters. We've got two to talk about here. Christopher Grant at the pin relays, 10.47 seconds. Trey Reynolds also got involved, except in Athens, 24th overall, 11.18 seconds was his run. The men's 110-meter hurdles, David Edmondson, ninth overall at the Turin Invitational, 15.18 seconds. Trey Reynolds, also 10th overall, 15.21 seconds. For the men's 400-meter hurdles, both athletes competed at the Torn Invitational. Luke Roberts placing 4th in 53.54 seconds, and Caden Seal placing 5th in 54.08 seconds. For the men's 800-meter, we had Cooper Atkins placing 12th with a time of 1 minute 53.93 seconds at the Torn Invitational. The men's 1500 meters, we had Benson Atkins, 25th overall, 4 minutes, 13.76 seconds in Athens. Also, Jessica, one of her favorite events, again, we've already mentioned, the 4 by 100 meter relay team. Your team for this was Jason Reese, Dante Brown, Brandon Smiley, and Christopher Grant. Again, got second overall for a silver medal in the pin relays. 39.53 seconds was their time. Just a hair shorter than their previous time. Yeah, their past time was 39.54. Which was, it's an improvement in the pin rallies. That's great. Yeah. For the men's discus, we had three competitors. Kyle Moisson and Ethan Richter both competed at pin. They placed 16th and 17th respectively, with Kyle throwing 48.36 meters and Ethan throwing 48.31 meters. Alex Spyrodonidis placed 6th in Athens with a throw of 46.99 meters, and that was his PR like we discussed earlier. Um, for the men's hammer throw, we had Kyle Brown placing third at pin with a throw of 68.56 meters, Eric Ebel placing fifth in 67.18 meters, and Kyle Moisson placing 10th in 59.50 meters. So all three competitors for men's hammer throw were at pin, which is really great that they were able to compete together. Mm-hmm. The men's high jump, Don Tavius Hill continues his high marks that he's had the entire year and does it at the Turn Invitational. Uh, second overall, 2.23 meters for him. TJ Funches wasn't too far behind. Seventh overall, 2.03 meters for his jump. The men's long jump, David Edmondson, seventh overall at the Turin Invitational, 6.91 meters. For men's pole vault, we had James Corson at the Turin Invitational placing first with his jump or vault, whatever you want to call it, of 5.27 meters. And for men's shot put, we had equally... Um, athletes at both events. So we had Ethan Richter placing eighth at Penn with a throw of 16.80 meters. Quentin Wynn also at Penn placing 21st in 15.01 meters. Then Alex Spyrodonidis placing eighth at Torin in 14.21 meters. David Edmondson placing 11th in Torin at 12.06 meters. You know, it's interesting to decide like who got to go to Penn Relays and who didn't because, for instance, like Quentin, I believe, is a freshman this year and is kind of new to the team. He got, in his freshman year, he got to go to the Penn Relays. That's pretty cool. But it's also, you see... He got 21st at Penn, but threw 15.01 meters. Mm -hmm. You know, so he threw farther than both of our competitors that went to Torin. Yeah. So he earned his way to it. Yeah, I I definitely think so. And Alex and David are both um, dual events. What what do you call it? 
he- uh, pentathletes. Yes, that's the other angle that I was going to yeah. yeah, so I'm thinking they're using it as, you know, a way to beef up their athlon elites, as Kyle calls it. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds worse when I say it, I think. <laughs> we are just a um, hot mess over here, right? Always. So that is all we have for this week. That was quite a lot with Penn, Torin, Coach Spry's 30th time at Penn. There's a lot, a lot of information. So Auburn needs a break. We need a break. Auburn's got a little break for a week. And then they go to compete at the SEC Outdoor Championships, which this year is at the Ole Miss Track and Field Complex in Oxford, Mississippi. Kind of ironic because that's where some of Coach Spry's roots are. See? It all comes back around, doesn't it, 30 years later? Wow. So they will be competing there May 12th through the 14th. So we look forward to talking about that then. And we hope our Auburn competing Tigers get a nice break and rest their muscles before then. It's on the biggest stage in the SEC. That's right. So whoop up on the SEC. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.